boy. Yeah. Oh, now we're really back. Now we're really back. We did it. Um, what is this, our sixth hiatus in four months? <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've been shit. We're ready to jump back in full swing. Though. Yeah, listen. I know we've made this promise before, but things will get better. <laughs> so why the fuck do we make promises? We should. People should know by now and not believe us. Um, yeah, I don't believe us ever. Yeah, here we are, back with another episode of Trying Our Best. Um, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say either. We don't have any news. We don't. I don't have any news. The cats are great. Uh, thank you for asking. All the animals are so All great. the animals are so good. You did not, um, but we gave it to you. Yeah. Is this what you're here for? No. <laughs> or maybe. What are you here for? Yeah. <laughs> uh, leave, leave a comment. Why are you? Can you leave? They can't leave comments. You can leave a review. Yeah. Um, they can leave comments like on Instagram. Or something. Oh yeah, leave us a comment on Instagram. Why are you here? Is it because you're our friend and you want to support us, or is it because you enjoy our content? <laughs> yeah. Um, Neither. Yeah, this is gonna be a two part a two parter. Yeah, we decided that if we were gonna come back, we're gonna come back with a bang. Yeah. We're gonna go strong. Is this the last? Are these the last two episodes? Of yeah, this season? is gonna be the last two of the season slash this year. Mm-hmm. And then next year we next will have year. a brand new season. Hopefully, hopefully better. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, not better content, but probably better quality. Yeah, no, the content level. I hope it, it's gonna stay right here. Yeah, I can't imagine that it gets better than this. The thing is, this is all just driven by passion. Like that's I'm moving the computer, so all driven by passion. Like that's what it is. Yeah, it's driven by passion and... Not by um, skill. I think... The thing is, though, like, we've gotten better. And you got better. You went to school for some of this stuff. Yeah, that's the thing, is, like, after these two episodes, it's, like, people always ask us how we edit our podcast, and I got news for you guys, we don't. Ask me that all the time. Like, when I tell somebody I have a podcast, like, if they had started one or if they want to start one, they're, like... What do you use to edit your podcast? Oh, we don't. Excuse me? Did, are you supposed no, to edit these? this is a one-take wonder every one single time. One-take wonder every single time. And they're like, but what if you say something stupid? You just hope for the best. You we just, had a whole episode talking about how we wanted to fuck Ted Bundy. <laughs> like, literally, we say something stupid every episode, and we live with it. Everyone that listens to that is just like, what the fuck is okay, going on? Okay, well, then why does it have, like, the most listens? I know, honestly. It's because Ted Bundy was hot, and I will defend that every single episode, even though no one's asking me to. Yeah, no one asked. Literally everyone thinks that I'm insane. Yeah. For well, because we keep, like, literally, like, the second episode, we both said the sentence, I love murder. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we don't edit. It's just, no, we, we don't live edit. with it. Stupid stuff. I love when they say that, though. Like, what do you do if you say something stupid? Stupid stuff comes out of our mouth all the time. Yeah, this like, entire podcast is it's just stupid. stupid. Well, it's like, what do you do if you say something stupid? It's two hours of something stupid. It's two it's, full hours of fucking nonsense. It's nonsense. So, so we don't edit. We don't we edit. We will it. be editing. If so we, now you can say, Carlin, cut that out. And I won't, but like I could. But I could if I wanted to. I could if I wanted to, but I don't. We, we can't, honestly. If we cut every stupid thing that we said, we'd have no content. We would have zero content. No content. It'd be bad. Okay, enough of us. Enough about us. Um, this episode is going to be about something we're both very passionate about. Mm-hmm. something this is actually like what we bonded over like a while it ago. definitely was the beginning of a friendship yeah um i mean murder has i think always been murder like has really influenced our friendship a lot um, yeah. <laughs> uh we're doing an episode <laughs> about like making a murderer Stephen avery mm-hmm. the Teresa hallbach murder yeah all of it i feel like everybody calls it the Stephen avery case and it's not his case at all yeah it's about Teresa hallbach she died and brendan dassey yeah 
But even that is still the Teresa Halbach Yeah, it's case. still Teresa Halbach. Uh, so yeah, it's the Teresa Halbach case, Stephen Avery, Brendan Dassey, mm-hmm. my hero, Kathleen Zellner. Um, all of the Dasseys, all of the Averys, actually. Yeah, they all just all of into, them. They actually all come into play, especially... It's in, fucking wild. In the second season, dude. Okay, yeah. so we're doing... The way we thought about doing this. We're covering, mm-hmm. like, both seasons of the show and just the entirety of everything that's happened. Yeah. If we miss something, I don't know what you expected. Okay, listen. We're we're gonna miss stuff because there's so much. Each ep- or each season has what ten episodes, yeah. at least an hour, yeah, or up to an hour each. So mm-hmm. that's ten hours of yeah. See, information that we we're gonna you. we're gonna miss some. So like, if you haven't watched Making a Murder and you still want to, maybe turn the podcast off now. Yeah, you can definitely watch it. Watch it. Come back and be like, oh, okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Um. I this isn't a review on Making a Murderer. Like it's not a it's not a review on the people that created no. Making a Murderer. It's just about more of just about or is yours? I guess I didn't ask you about. It. No, mine is. I did not frame mine as a review. Oh, um, ten out of ten. I loved the show. Yeah, I love the show. Um, was it biased? Yeah, it absolutely everything was. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. I think like they did a really good job of making people. Um, want to watch it yeah you know what I well, mean they made Which it the goal. they made it entertaining to watch because yeah it's a show like that's mm-hmm. what it's for it's yeah. supposed to be entertainment and for so sure. like there was a couple things like sacrificed in order to do that they did it's it. definitely from a biased perspective however I don't think it skewed it like away from the truth yeah it might well in like, my opinion I, it might have like I, I have know. some opinions about that but only if you if you only watch making a murderer you will get a good base of the of the case However, there's a lot of stuff that they leave out. Yeah, there's a lot. But they never, but they don't lie about stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. They're not fabricating anything necessarily, but they're just leaving out bits and pieces. Yeah. Because it doesn't fit their narrative, and that's what all documentaries do. All documentaries do do that, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen, like, one completely honest documentary. Oh, yeah, no. Because who fucking wants to watch that? Yeah, well, because there's two sides to everything, and it, like, are you going to make a compelling documentary by being like, but also, the other, other people could be right. Like, no, you're proving your point yes. based on the information that you want to. And the truth is that making a murder has a lot of evidence for what they're trying to prove. And so it does make a lot of sense. There's a lot of things that happened outside of making a murderer that um, the public doesn't like yeah. look into, but it's like knowledge, like common knowledge that or not common knowledge, but um, it's open. It's, it's open. Like, you yeah. can find it. You can find it online. Yeah. So, there's a lot. There's also like a lot of books written about it now, and yeah, the lawyers writ, wrote a book, and yeah, I'm gonna say one thing. To start us off. Fuck Ken Kratz. That dude's a piece of shit. Dude, I fucking hate Ken. Kratz. I fucking hate that man more than whether like or not Ken. In the world. Even if Ken Kratz is correct, like even if Ken. Yeah, Kratz, I don't care if he's right. He's a fucking douche. Oh, he's the fucking worst human being. Yeah, he's terrible. I actually hate Ken Kratz with a passion. So also, do I. I hate his voice, which has nothing to do no, with his personality. No, yeah, no, fuck that guy. Yeah, it has nothing no, to do with his him. but I really do hate his voice. I hate his voice. I hate his fucking face. I hate his book. <laughs> I oh hate yeah, his attitude. I read it. So I've been, I've been obsessed with this case for a really long time, and I read. I decided to read a book for my book club about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my month to choose, and I read a book about um, making a murderer, and it was written by this guy named Sean something I can't remember I think it was like Atwood or something. I fucking can't remember but um Shout he's like Sean yeah I well actually your book wasn't that good I'm just gonna be fucking real with yeah, you yeah fuck you Sean his book was like supposed to be 
saying that like Steven and Brendan didn't do it, but like basically what he said kind of made me believe that they could have done it. And like now that there's more <laughs> now that there's more information yeah. on um like from season two, mm-hmm. my beliefs have changed again. Yeah. <sighs> okay. If you're looking for a case that you want answers to, this is this not, is not it. it. This is not it. There no. are no answers. I hope there will be some like I want yeah. resolution because like Obviously, like, so many people watch this. So many people are, like, supporting the Averys against the Averys. Like, everyone has a lot of feelings about yeah. this. I have a lot of feelings about this. And what I want mainly is justice. But, Me like, too. Because either way, even if if it... Yeah, I just want the person Steven who murdered or... Teresa Hallbach to be in prison for their crime. Absolutely. Whether, like, no matter who it was, yeah, I'd like justice for the person who was actually just, murdered instead yeah. of, like... All this bullshit all that this actually bullshit. happened. Let's get into the bullshit. Okay, let's get into the bullshit. First of all, we're going to start with Stephen Avery because it really, this really starts with him, um, and you have to kind of understand his background to get the full. Because I'm trying to make this as unbiased as possible. Yeah. Um. Okay, so he was born to Alan and Dolores in. Um, 1962. He grew up in Manitowoc County, Wisconsin, which is where the murder takes place. He has an IQ of 70, which the average... Every time I hear that, it, it like breaks my heart. Yeah. So the average IQ in America is 98. So a big fucking difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Avery family is supposedly well-known and reportedly disliked in many areas. And they um, most of the family was involved in petty crime. In 1985, Stephen was arrested for the rape and assault of Penny... Bernstein. Um, she was viciously raped while jogging alongside Lake Michigan. Um, this is where the story starts. Yeah, this is where the documentary like begins. It t- it opens up with this rape um, and Stephen being in prison for eighteen years. And after eighteen years, his DNA was tested um, because at the time of the crime. They didn't have the technology to do the test. Mm-hmm. Um, Penny Bernstein picked him out in a, um, like a, not a lineup, but it was like, she, oh, yeah. she, uh, she ID'd a picture of him mm-hmm. and that's how, that's basically what sent him to prison. Yeah. Wasn't it like they did, one guy did a sketch, a composite, sketch, a composite yeah. sketch. Mm-hmm. And that compared to the picture that she was shown. Looked yeah. Remarkably similar. And it, and it makes a lot of sense because, okay, well, let me get into it. So Stephen was put away for 18 years in prison and denied the rape the entire time. So it mm-hmm. never happened. There was also, um, he also had an alibi, mm-hmm. um, that put him like several miles away. Yeah. It put him it, a lot, they were in Green Bay. Yeah. It was like, like, was com- like they were in com- two completely different yeah, sides. So like his, him, his wife and his children had like left. Yeah. So he was with all of them. Yeah, so despite having um, an alibi, uh, I think that he he was out of his wife's sight for, like, a specific amount of time, but not enough time to go commit a rape and then come back. Like, it didn't, it really didn't make any sense, but because she um, identified him, it put him, it was enough to put him mm-hmm. away. Um, for yeah. 18 years, he denied it the entire time. DNA testing came out. Prove that he obviously didn't fucking do it. Yeah, um, it was like a single hair. 
it's exactly yeah it was it's absolutely insane um and then they actually found the guy who did it he had already passed yeah um and the pictures of the I can't remember the guy's name but the pictures of the guy who did it next to Steven look very very similar yeah so like in those moments um it's very easy to see why like she would have thought it could be Steven because they do look so they do like really similar I think also like okay so like her name's Penny Bernstein, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in the community, she was well-to-do. She was well-respected. Yeah. The Averys had this um, reputation of mm-hmm. being, like, a white trash family. They were always yeah. up to no good. Like, people exactly. didn't like them. They were, like, lower class. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I think, think it was easy to... It was easier to believe Penny Bernstein just from her choosing a picture not being shown necessarily a lineup of everyone yeah. who could have been assessed well and also they couldn't the guy that um actually committed the rape uh they didn't figure out that he was um a hard like he was like a hardcore felon criminal yeah but they didn't find out all of this shit that he had done until way later yeah the police were like surveilling him though like around the time that this happened, yeah, but they and this hadn't is the convicted one, him. They hadn't convicted him of anything. Yeah, but this is like the one day that they didn't. Yeah, which what the fuck, guys? Do, I, if that doesn't show, like already it, the yeah. kind of place that we're talking about, then goddamn incompetence. Yeah, um, fucking incompetence. Yeah. Fuck. So like that's like what starts the whole story with Stephen Avery. Correct. Okay, so um, obviously Stephen was let out. Um, he sued the um, yeah. He sued Manitowoc County um, for a fuck ton of money. Yeah, it was like $36 million, right? I think it was higher than that. I think it was like 50 or something, but he only got, like, he didn't get everything that he... He didn't get anything. Yeah, he did. He did? Because, but he used it on um, his lawyers that oh. he needed for this fucking second case. Oh, my God. I that's how, that. That's how he was able to pay Jerry Buting and... Kathleen Zellner? No, wait. Who are they Kathleen Zellner... He he has no more money. Yeah. Um. Jerry and um the the other one? the co defense lawyer. Yeah. Oh, you know okay. So that's how he paid them. Yeah, I know. God, what is his name? Here, let me look it up. You keep going. I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I am doing the first case. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Stephen Dean String. Dean, that's it. He was really quiet in, like, most of the yeah, stuff. he was a quiet little man. Yeah, he kind of looks like a mouse. I love him. Yeah, he's pissed in the second season. Though. Yeah, and this, well, I mean, he's getting his ass called out, so. Yeah. Kind of would be, too. Um, but also, do your fucking job. <laughs> but also, there's a lot of things you could have done yeah, better. This this case is just a myriad of incompetence. You know, okay, so if you guys listen to our John Bonnie Ramsey case, it kind of reminds me a lot of that yeah. in the fact that had people, had had people just followed the correct procedures and had people just mm-hmm. not jump the gun and for lack of a better term, I guess that's <laughs> kind of fucked up, but still. No, funny. <laughs> I like that you find that funny. No one else is going to find that no, funny. <laughs> um, for, yeah. Anyways, yeah, they, they jumped the gun and they, they didn't do um, a good enough job investigating everybody. They didn't do a good enough job um, investigating the scene properly. Um, Had people just done what the fuck they were supposed to do, I think we would have maybe not found the killer, but we would have been able to get closer, get closer, you know, rule people out basically. No, I absolutely agree because there's like 
there's so many things that procedurally in both of those cases were just done wrong mm-hmm. that it like made it so DNA evidence couldn't be conclusive. Couldn't be conclusive. So many people had entered the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Um, in Avery's case, which was later, they didn't have the county coroner mm-hmm. like come out, which was which the is actual fucking fuck. crazy. It, but it, there is such a level of corruption in mm-hmm. this that I I hate saying because I hate saying that Stephen and Brendan didn't do it when yeah. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they did yeah. or didn't. Whether or not they trying... did or didn't do it is, like, obviously, like, an opinion at this point based exactly. on, like, what we are given. But the, there's so many – there's such, like, a level of corruption that inside of the the justice system there yeah. and um, the government in Manitowoc that it literally makes no fucking yeah. sense. Well, it's absolutely ridiculous and also, like – it's just, like, it's insane to me, and what makes me, like, the most upset about this is that the justice system is, like, these crimes were so politicized, and so, like, there was a lot of, like, corruption in, like, people's own drama that was influencing these, bless you, Sorry. <laughs> um, that, like, you can't actually have justice for anyone. So there's no, no justice for anyone in these situations because people yeah. are politicizing things when a crime is a crime and you need to follow your procedures mm-hmm. to do something about and- that. And one side is really pissed off because Stephen is in prison and Brendan's in prison. And one side, especially the people who are siding with the police officers and mm-hmm. um, the fucking everybody that fucked all of this up, um, they're yeah. really upset that there's no justice. But there's no justice because people weren't following the procedures. Absolutely. It, it's really not because um, people – it's really not because the Avery's aren't telling the truth. Yeah. It's, it's genuinely because – because honestly, like, how can you expect – I'm not saying that Avery did it or that Dasty did it. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying, like, how could you expect a criminal to tell the truth when – if you're police and all that shit yeah. aren't telling the truth, that's what fucking matters. Yeah, that should be, like – That's what's expected. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane. And, like, obviously, like, the poor, like, Teresa Halbach's parents having to have this case drawn out for Consistently, so long. over and over again. And like, every time it's, like... And that's the way they're framing it when they're, like, going through, like, any appeals or anything mm-hmm. like that. Is that, like, oh, this is so hard on the family. And it is. But, like, it is. But, like, at the end of the day, we want justice. No, and I totally get it. I, I understand that it's really hard on the family. But it's also really hard for Avery's family and mm-hmm. for Brendan's family because how do you... If you genuinely don't believe it and there's nothing, there's no hard evidence incriminating that, there's nothing that literally, there is no picture of them fucking killing her. Yeah. There's no, there's no video of it happening. There's nothing. Circumstantial evidence Uh and a lot of people who don't like the Avery's. Exactly. And so, and a lot of fuck ups from the, from um, the police and the sheriff's department. Put, or sorry, I should just say the sheriff's department. The sheriff's department putting, doing a lot of shit that's super fucked up where they shouldn't have been in um, the trailer when they were. And, like, all of this stuff that yeah. if that didn't happen, if they didn't, like, quote-unquote plant evidence, then we wouldn't have to question it anymore. Yeah. It, would be a, it would be a very cut-and-dry case. Yeah. But because there's so much corruption, it's now turned into yeah what it is okay so let's get into <laughs> sorry we so uh, it's like, very it's a really we're heated both thing. mad about this it's a it's a very like controversial yeah topic but also like it it gets me fucking heated okay yeah. so we're gonna talk about Stephen avery had a rap sheet before the murder of Teresa. i 
I think it's important to know that Stephen was not this because when I he first, wasn't yeah the, he was not a little angel no um and I think it's really important to say this too just because when I watch Making a Murderer it does not talk about and really any of his yes they mention it kind of in passing that like oh he did this and then they're like but he also yeah like, it makes a family him seem, man. exactly but and it makes him really seem like um this uh really super nice guy which could, he like, probably never, is yeah i'm sure he's a nice guy but like who could never do anything like um harmful to a woman or mm-hmm. to anything um when he actually had some fucking problems okay yeah so in March of 1981, Avery was convicted of breaking into a bar with a friend through a window um, Avery had previously broken, and he stole two cases of beer, a toolbox, change from the pool table, and electronic games. Oh, and packaged sandwiches, <laughs> which is exactly what I would fall Honestly, into. <laughs> yeah, breaking in somewhere to steal some Sammys. Like, yeah, got it. <laughs> okay, so... Um, while he was inside, Avery and his friend broke open three bags of charcoal and poured them over the floor and pool table, dumped boxes of cigars on the floor, removed clocks from the wall, and smashed them and smashed numerous other items on the floor, including the cash register, bar glasses, a pizza oven, a typewriter, liquor bottles, and coffee pots. He spent 10 months in jail um, and five years on probation and was ordered to pay a fine. He was also convicted of burglary in 1980, but records have been close as he was still a minor at the time um okay so then a few months later Avery and a friend were charged with dousing okay this is one of the biggest like when people are talking shit about Stephen Avery this is one of like the biggest reasons of his like of talking shit about his character basically um so Avery and a friend were charged with dousing the Avery family's cat with gasoline and oil and throwing it into the bonfire at the Avery junkyard when the cat tried to escape, they caught it and poured more gas on it, and it died of its injuries. He ple- he pled um, sorry he pleaded not guilty, but was convicted of animal cruelty and sentenced to nine months in prison. In January of 1985, Avery oh, what the heck? Um, Avery ran Sandra Morris, his cousin and deputy's wife. This is this is one of the really big ones, and why Avery had kind of a problem with um, the law because. Sandra Morris, who is his cousin, was married to the deputy. It was married to the deputy, the sheriff's deputy. Um, so they already kind of fucking hated him. Um, he ran her off the road with his car. He had a rifle and tried to force Morris into his car at gunpoint, but let her go when she told him her infant daughter was with her. She asked him to allow her to drop off the infant at a parent at her parents' house, and she would come back. She would do whatever he wanted. Avery followed her, but she ran into the house and called the police. At which point, Avery drove off. Avery first denied having done anything and said he'd been asleep. But police officers pointed out his car engine was warm and found a loaded rifle still cold from being outside under his child's bed. Um, Avery eventually admitted. See, why couldn't they have done? this yeah they were really good they seem to be doing a really good job that seems like some real detective (laughs) shit when Stephen avery does something like we're really gonna go for this yeah no shit um so avery can't do that when someone fucking dies (laughs) obviously not um avery eventually admitted to the crime and was sentenced to six years in prison in the documentary avery states the attack was um sparked by the fact that morris had complained to the sheriff's department that avery would touch himself inappropriately inappropriately on his front lawn when she drove by. Avery says that allegations that 
those allegations are false. However, it was not Morris who made that report. It was a neighbor who had witnessed his actions. Morris was first reluctant to talk to the police, but when Avery's actions did not stop, she asked them to ride in the car with her. Avery's attack on Morris was at about 5.30 a.m., the same time the neighbor reported seeing him flash her as she drove by. So while he was in prison, his wife, Lori, divorced him. Uh, he wrote threaten- He wrote her threatening letters, one stating, I hate you. You got your divorce. Now you will pay for it. And another, he said, if you don't... Um, Okay, well, first of all, like I said, he has an IQ of 70, so I'm trying, I'm going to read it how it's supposed to be, <laughs> but in the quotes, it's like, instead of, if you don't bring, he says, bring up my kids, I will kill you. Um, he spelled promise wrong. He does ha, ha, <laughs> ha, period, ha, 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 he also, wrote, <laughs> I know, so it says, if you don't bring up my kids, I will kill you, I promise, ha, ha. Um, he also wrote letters to his young children saying things like, I hate, I hate mom. She will pay. Daddy will get G I T. Um, get. mom, when daddy gets out, um, the transcript of a 1993 hearing says these letters included drawings of how he would mutilate and kill her. Fuck. Yeah. It's fucking weird. So, um, the, uh, Manitowoc County Circuit Judge Fred Hazelwood terminated Avery's contract with his children after that hearing, which um, the t- he has two twin boys that talk about when the um, when their contact was terminated, mm-hmm. um, and they said that they were actually really relieved because um, he the two boys had ADD really bad uh-huh. or ADHD I mean really bad and they would like get distracted and be like running around and interrupting the other prisoners and their everything so um they said that their dad used to spank them all the time and it would be like it was just like pretty abusive as mm-hmm. much as it could be in the prison yeah. um anyway so the uh the judge said that he has a he has huge anger he has a real he has a real potential to harm people um and has not dealt with any of that um, Avery also sent her a threatening cassette tape, and Lori received threatening letters that she believed were from friends. They let him send her a tape. I genuinely <laughs> what don't the know. Fuck? I'm sorry, this dude's in prison. They're like, yeah, you can send your ex-wife a tape. Yeah, I'm not really sure. How did he get that? I don't know. But also, this was the '90s, so. No, I know that, but like, I'm wondering, like. I didn't know they let prisoners like record cassette tapes. I think it was. People. I don't think it was like a. Like, as high of a security. Might have been, like, a... Yeah, I guess. A minimum to medium. Yeah, that's Instead fair. of max. Um, that makes sure. sense. Um, okay, so after his release from prison, Avery moved in with his girlfriend, Jody in September 2004, and was arrested for a disorderly contact after a fight with her, and was ordered to stay with, um, stay away from her for 72 hours and pay a small fine. Which, I don't know why they have to pay a fine if they got into, like... That because what are they paying the fine for? Is he paying her a fine? I think he's paying a fine like for the police's time. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's, it's just pol- weird how they like add a fine to something like that. It's like, like it's an extra fuck you. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. I mean, I don't disagree with it. I'm just saying it's a weird. Yeah. Thing. No. Yeah. So in the summer of 2004, a relative of Avery's, under the age of 18, claimed he sexually assaulted her. Um. 
there's a link to uh, an interview where she graphically describes the rape and Avery's threats, which I'm not going to read because, you know, um, I just think it's a little bit too no, far. No, it absolutely is. Um, the girl's mother did not want her to, I did not want her identified and said the girl did not want to talk to the detec- detectives because Avery told her that if she told anyone um, about their activities together, he would kill her family. Yeah, so, like, Stephen Avery is not some perfect dude no. who could never hurt anybody. No. Uh, it said that Jody's, uh, Jody, his girlfriend, um, said that Avery had admitted to sleeping with a girl. Um, Avery's friend, Tammy Weber, had also heard Avery admitting to sleeping with a girl, as well as Tammy's mother. Um, Avery claimed that he spent time with a girl hunting and fishing, but they never had sex. There's also, um, the prosecution, um, basically fucking Ken Kratz, uh, filed statements from prisoners that Avery was, um, serving time with, and they claimed that he talked about, uh, raping and, um, torturing women as soon as he was released. Um, there were affidavits that claimed Avery showed them drawings of his planned torture chamber, which never happened, so it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Um, he was talking about having, like, a torture chamber. Like, doesn't that sound, like, really planned out? Yeah. To then do, like, a very quick kill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If he's having, like, a torture chamber, he seems like... He doesn't seem like a very... He's also not... I hate to say it, but he's not... He's not smart, smart enough, enough to do that. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where a lot of this stuff comes into bullshit, you know? Yeah, well, it's just, like... He a long mm-hmm. rap sheet. So Avery, at first, wasn't actually arrested for the murder of Teresa Halbach. He was actually arrested on November 9th, 2005, which is um, when they thought that he had killed her um, for being in possession of a... For being a felon in possession of a firearm. Um, Which makes sense. Yeah. He did do that wrong. Okay, so there's a timeline of events. I'm just going to go through a... I'm not going to go through every single one, but... Because it's a lot, but just so that we all have, like, a clear idea of how it goes. Um, at 8.12 a.m. Okay, wait. This is also on October, what, 30th? October 31st? I can't remember. October 30th or October 31st? Um, I think it's October 31st. I think so, too. Yeah. But nobody says anything about Halloween, so it just kind of seems weird to me. But I think they're, like... Focus more on, like, the murder than on, like... Well, I just mean that, like, nobody... Like, Brendan didn't say that, like, trick-or-treaters came up to the door or, like, anything like that. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe they don't have trick-or-treaters that in the country like that, though. I mean, if I was trick-or-treating, I wouldn't go up to a trailer. If I was trick-or-treating, I wouldn't go to a salvage yard. Just personally. Actually, that makes a lot more sense. No. But it, I, to me, like, when I was thinking about Halloween, I was just like, trick-or-treaters, obviously, there's going to be some. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're not in a I city. guess they're not going to go, yeah, they're not going to go to a salvage yard. I don't think they have neighbors for at least, like, several miles. Yeah, that makes sense. <gasps> Sorry. Okay. Been a long day. <laughs> it's not even over. It's not. Um, okay, so at 8.12 a.m., Avery calls Auto Trader to request that, quote, quote, the same girl who was here last time... Uh, end quote, he needs her to photograph Barb uh, Janda's van and leaves Barb's name and phone number. At 11.43 a.m., Teresa calls Barb's phone and leaves a voicemail saying that she can photograph the van after 2 p.m. and asks for an address. 
1.30 p.m., Teresa visits the Schmitz, Schmitz residence to photograph a car. 2.15, Teresa visits the Zipperer residence to photograph a car. Um, so 2.24 to 2.35, nobody really is exactly sure. Avery calls Teresa's cell phone twice using the star 67 feature to block his number from her caller ID. Just fucking weird. Why? I I don't even think that anybody has an answer for that. Yeah, like like why did you use the star six seven? Was he a pranker? <laughs> <laughs> Ask her for her refrigerator was running. Yeah, I don't know. Um That's the real crime. It is a little weird though. Uh 227 PM Auto Trader calls Teresa's cell phone and she tells him that she is on her way to the Avery property. Um so basically in Avery did a interview on November 9th. Um, he says that Teresa arrived between 2 and 2.30. He met her by the van, paid in cash. Um, he writes the ad for Auto Trader, blah, blah, blah. They go to the vehicle, take pictures. Um, it basically says that uh, he went back inside, all this stuff. Anyway, so 2.30 to 3 p.m., Bobby Dassey testifies Bobby Dassey is Brandon Dassey's older brother. Bobby Dassey testifies he saw Teresa photographing the car, then walking towards the Avery trailer. Um, this is the last time anyone other than Avery reports seeing or hearing from Teresa Halbach. He showed um, he showered and got ready to go bow hunting when he left. He saw Teresa's RAV4, but not Teresa. 310, Scott Toddick and Bobby Dassey pass each other on the road while driving to go hunting. Um, 3.30 to 3.40, the school bus driver who drops Brennan and Blaine off from school testifies he saw Teresa taking photographs and Avery walking towards his trailer. Um, okay, 3.30 p.m., a delivery man says that he was filling up at a gas station near the Avery property and saw a vehicle that looked similar to Teresa's drive away from the Avery property. He did not see who was driving. 4.35 p.m., Avery calls Teresa's cell phone without using a star 67 to block his number. He states he wanted her to come back to photograph another vehicle. Her phone had already been turned off or destroyed by the time of the call. Um, November 3rd, so obviously it drops down. Mm -hmm. November 3rd, um, Karen Halbach reports Teresa missing. November 4th, um, they were searching uh, the Avery property Blaine Dassey states in a later interview that Brendan and Chuck left for the cabin in Krivitz this night. Uh, November 5th, Stephen states that him and Dolores, his mom, leave for the cabin at 6 a.m., the same cabin. Um, 10.15 a.m., volunteer searchers discover Teresa's car. Not just any fucking volunteer searchers. Oh, no. Teresa's cousin mm -hmm. is the one who finds the car. Yeah. That whole shit was sketchy as fuck. Yeah, it absolutely was. I'm absolute bullshit. Yeah. Okay, so um, November sixth, eight uh eight to nine forty-seven, officers search Avery's garage and collect uh, spent bullet casings, or yeah, casings, swabs of blood, evidence later tested not linked to Teresa. Um, around 12 p.m. that same day, Brennan Dassey is interviewed by Krivitz. He denies knowing anything about Teresa and states he was going to attend a bonfire at Avery's that week, but it was canceled when Barb and Steve, or Barb and, oh my god, I'm sorry, Barb and Stephen had a fight. 
Oh my gosh, she's so sweet. Oh my goodness. Leo was the sweetest baby. He's a good cat. Um, he says that he never saw Teresa after getting off the bus. He claims to have only seen Steven when he helped him push a car into the garage, which is later proven false. Um, okay, November 7th, the blood in Teresa's car is identified as coming from both male and female. November 8th, Teresa's key is found in the Avery bedroom using a during a three-hour and 43-minute search of his trailer. Fucking bullshit. Well, people have been also... In his in and trailer, out of the trailer so, so many, many times. people, and also people that we're not supposed to be investigating yeah. the case whatsoever. And also, like, you're on a salvage in a salvage yard, mm-hmm. as if there's not car keys fucking everywhere. And also, but, this this specific car key was not even Teresa's main car key. No, and it was, it was also the searches they had done before. Weird that they didn't find it. They had done several searches. This wasn't. This was like. Um, I can't remember how many searches had already been happened, but several searches of Avery's trailer, which is not that big. Yeah. Um, they had not found any evidence of Teresa Mm -hmm. in that entire apartment. And Avery at one point did admit to, um, having Teresa in the, uh, trailer to give her the money. Yeah. So her being in there was not out of the realm of possibility. Uh Uh-huh. Doesn't he later change that story, though, and mm-hmm. say he gave it to her out by her car? Yeah. But it's all... It's all hearsay, because, like, we don't know. Yeah. it A lot of things change all the time. Yeah, that's what's crazy to me, is how many people, like, when you're watching them, like, under oath, mm-hmm. like, in a trial, they're like, you right. said this, and they're like, oh, did I? Uh, yeah, oh, that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I said. Like, what the fuck? Like, so many people are just like, oh, yeah, I remember saying that now. Yeah, yeah, that that that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, yeah. how many people are fucking lying under oath? Yeah, welcome to fucking Ken Kratz's Welcome life. to Ken Kratz's fucking garbage trial. Oh, my God. I swear to God. Okay, so March th- – I'm just going to skip ahead because some of this – oh, okay, so November 15th, Avery is charged with um, the murder of Teresa Hobach. Let me go back to okay. Actually, let me go back to November 9th because it's actually <laughs> a pretty that's actually a pretty big thing. Okay, so November eighth, the license plates from Teresa's car are discovered in in another car in the Avery yard. Bones and teeth are found in Avery's burn pit. November 9th, um, Avery is arrested for being in possession of a firearm. Bones from the burn pit are identified as being from an adult female. Um, Stephen Avery's cut finger is photographed here. Um, and officers enter Avery's garage again, but do not provide details of this search during testimony. Shocker. Oh my God. I keep hitting that little side button that keeps fucking me up. Wow. Okay. Wait. Okay. Don't worry. No one was expecting professionalism. (laughs) I don't know why I can't get it together. Okay. November 15th, Avery is charged with the murder of Teresa Hallback, mutilation of a corpse and illegal possession of a firearm. Um... In early January 2006, Kayla Dassey, Brandon's cousin, tells school counselors that her uncle Steve asked one of her cousins to help him move a body. She says she is scared to go near the Avery salvage yard and asks if blood can come up through concrete. Which doesn't make any sense. Weird question. Like, I think that was also the same cousin that testified, like, um, in court that. Like, said that she lied. Yeah. And, like, wanted attention. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure it's the same girl. Can blood come up through concrete? You just I should not be, be making fun of this girl. No. But... <laughs> okay, so uh, March 3rd, 2006, Brendan Dassey is arrested and charged with uh, being party to a first-degree homicide, sexual assault, and mutilation of corpse. Um, basically... Um, Avery's trial begins in February. He's found guilty um, in March. In April, Dassey is found guilty. Um, and then they're both sentenced like June and August-ish. Okay, so let's talk about the disappearance of Teresa. So she was, November 3rd is when she was reported missing. The last official person to confirm seeing her was Stephen Avery around 235. Um, however, there is some evidence that Joe Ellen Zipperer could have been the last person or potentially her adult grandson. She first said that she saw Teresa arrive around 3 p.m. or even 3.30 and that it could have been even later. So she also reported that she never actually saw Teresa leave. Um, and Ken Kratz was able to make her say that it could have been around 2, 2.30 to fit Fuck his you, Ken Kratz. Because he needed something that was going to fit his timeline yeah. to incriminate Stephen. But if he's... so. The murder supposedly happened at like two thirty ish. Yeah. Three. So then, if someone sees her at three, at or like three, or three even three thirty, that ruins Ken Kratz's argument. Complete timeline and, and his entire um, case is basically fucked. Which yeah. I don't understand prosecutors that just want to get a win. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you want to get the truth? I just don't get it. I mean, I understand that that's their job. I think Ken Kratz in particular is like a giant piece of shit. So that's why actually he can go die in a fucking hole. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I hate him. He's, he's just the worst. Oh, he's really like, bad. Maybe Ken Kratz did it. Ken, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. I'm going to, I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> what a random theory. Just a random theory. Makes absolutely no Ken sense. Ken Kratz did it. I'll find, I'll do what Ken Kratz did and make shit up. <laughs> make shit up. Just find yeah, it in the timeline. Because fuck you, Ken Kratz. The thing about Ken Kratz, even now at this point, is that he's still involving himself in a case like. He, that he's no longer a part No of. longer a part of even whatsoever. He's such a drama queen and I just fucking hate him. Yeah, he's a dick. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Keep going. so much. Oh, when should we take a break? Should we do that now? Yeah, let's do that before I get okay. to the theories. Okay, okay, be back. Part two. Oh, are we back? We're doing it. It's <laughs> fast. Okay. Um, Great. Hello? Hello? Um, okay, so let's get into the theories before season two comes out. Yeah. Because there's a lot. So. <laughs> there's quite a few. There's quite a few um, people. One of the theories that that guy Sean had in his book, and this is not just like a theory that he had, this was what he legitimately thought happened. Let me get into it. He really, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, the way you're saying this, I'm so ready for like some weird shit. It is weird. It literally makes absolutely no sense, which could also make sense. Like, who fucking, are you coming up here? Is the cat gonna sit or not? Here he goes. He wants to be the center. You come over here. Come on, bud. You gonna sit down? Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're participating. Um, you are the third host of this podcast. Always and forever. Is, is this ass just in your face? Right in my face. It's all right. We're gonna go with it. Yeah, normal cat stuff. Um. Okay, so he really thinks that it was two, or not two. He, he, sorry. He, I don't think he said it or not, but he might have said two. Meth heads. That, okay. You know, keep going. Um, that were high and found Teresa and just saw it as an opportunity. Found her where? Uh, like, they were on the salvage yard and 
like just tweaking just <laughs> tweaking and like saw her and found it as an opportunity and killed her and then saw an opportunity to blame it on Avery I mean so I don't think that's what happened but like I guess it's not the craziest thing to believe it that in actually rural makes, Wisconsin there's some meth heads just walking no, around. No, that's not what makes no sense to me. It's the fact that... That's the main theory. That's what he... Gen- this isn't just, like, a random theory, because they're all, like... Is that what, like, the whole book was about? No, it was just his theories at the mm-hmm. end. The whole book was about proving that Stephen Avery and Brendan were, um... This poor boy. I'm sorry. Um, the whole book was about proving that Stephen Avery and Brandon Dassey didn't do it, but then... But the meth heads did. Yeah, but... And he was, like, giving... Okay, so in Making a Murderer, they have Brendan Dassey's quote-unquote confession tape. Yeah. That... is... Is most... It's one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen. It is. It is really upsetting. So, Brendan Dassey did confess... Well... He quote, quote unquote, unquote confessed. confessed to the murder of Teresa Hallback. In his confession, first of all, he makes a lot of wrong guesses. Mm-hmm. And then finally, after one of the investigators says, I can't remember, was it Krivitz? I think so. Once Krivitz says, I guess I, guess I shouldn't say it, that was who it was because I could be fucking It may wrong. or may not have been Krivitz. It may or may not have been Krivitz. I'm not entirely fucking sure. But, um, Whoever it was says, okay, I'm just going to – because Brendan wasn't giving the right answer because I really don't think that he knew what the right answer was. Yeah, no. Um, He says, okay, I'm just going to come out and say it. Who shot her in the head? And I, Brendan's like, uh, Steven? Like, he, yeah. He, they give him a lot of really leading questions, and yeah. they keep saying – Oh, we know what happened. Yeah. We know. Don't lie. We just know, which they didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> when you're doing when you're doing um, an interrogation on someone, normally those questions aren't as normally those questions are okay. Yeah. Normally those questions will get to the yeah. bottom of things. Technically the police are allowed to like lie. Yes. They're allowed to ask leading questions. Yes. But but Brandon Dassey was first of all sixteen. So when you're 16. interrogating a minor, it's already different. But completely different. And then a you, minor with significant mental significant deficiencies. Significant mental like, deficiencies. His IQ was even lower than Stevens. His IQ I think, was like in the sixties. Yeah, it was the high sixties, but still not. It still means that he was like mentally delayed a lot further behind mm-hmm. kids his age. Mm-hmm. So uh, interrogating a normal 16-year-old, you're also not supposed to be interrogating them as you would an adult. Correct. But even less someone who is mentally challenged. Yeah, and and truthfully, in my opinion, I don't think any of those precautions were taken. No, absolutely not. However, when um, Brendan Dassey is doing – so the Brendan Dassey's first lawyer, not the lawyers he has now for his um, – For his appeals. For his appeals, but his – uh, first lawyer when he was convicted did a really shit job he did a terrible job and that was that's part of getting him an appeal is because he had a horrible defense mm-hmm. um his defense lawyer made him it was kind of like writing a paper but drawing pictures do you know what I'm talking about like in the series he has to like um draw pictures of exactly what happened to Teresa yeah um 
And it's very Which obvious. Yeah, it's very obvious in that I don't know if it's so much that Brendan doesn't recall what happened, but I think the questions that they're asking him to do, he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. So they asked him to draw the chains and he didn't know what they meant. Yeah. They also asked him, so he draws a picture of a lady chained to a bed, mm-hmm. which is what the prosecution thinks happened to Teresa um, before she was actually com- completely killed. Yeah. They think that they changed her to the bed, um, raped her, tortured her. They think that they slit her throat um, in the bed, which... There would have been so much blood. So much blood, so much stain. And you also have to think, these. there are two men who mm-hmm. are not the brightest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They do not see things the same way mm-hmm. that everybody else sees things. So for them to be able to clean up blood that well uh-huh. is, doesn't really make a whole well, lot of sense. premeditated murder like that takes a lot, especially to um, not have that much evidence against you. Yeah. It doesn't a make a lot of sense. I'm not saying it's not possible, but mm-hmm. it's just, like, it makes less sense. It makes less sense. I'd all, also point out in Brendan Dassey's confession that there he didn't have a lawyer or a parent present. Or a parent present, yeah. Which, as a minor, like, his mom did give them permission to mm-hmm. interrogate him when she wasn't there. Yeah, so, like, it's so, not like no one asked, but yeah, if he had had a lawyer or a parent present, mm-hmm. I think his answers would have been a lot different. Uh, for sure. He also didn't understand um, that he had done anything wrong. And partially before we get into season two, like I'm just going off of what I saw in season one. I think, I think part of it was that Brendan didn't think that he specifically did anything wrong. No. When he's going through this, he answers things very quickly mm-hmm. um, and gives the right answer. And that's part of what makes what made me think that it could have potentially happened. Yeah. Um, not the way that the prosecution said it happened mm-hmm. whatsoever, because I think that they're f- fucking stupid. Yeah. But there were a lot of questions that the, I didn't have it, like specific examples. I just remember like watching it and thinking about it, but there were questions that they were asking him that he would answer. And especially with like shooting her um, and raping her or not raping her, but shooting her, um, not only did he answer it um, consistently over again, but it what he answered it quickly over again. Yeah, he answered it quickly, but I remember that, like, he was, like, they were, like, who shot her in the head? Steven. Mm-hmm. And he did change where yeah. he said that they shot her, because it was what yeah. happened in the garage. And he took a minute and went, he shot her. Yeah, he, like, didn't know. And then at first he said that he shot her in the gut, and then he said that then mm-hmm. finally it was the head. He shot her in the head, then they were, like, he slit her throat. Like, there was... Yeah, there was a lot of things that were wrong. Um, And then I think what... I think part of it was that Brendan really didn't think... Okay, this is, again, this is just the first season that I'm going off of. This is nothing to do with the second mm-hmm. season, because I don't even want to... I don't want to take any of your thunder. But oh, it's fine if you do. But when he's um, answering these questions, um, I I don't think that he understood that he did anything wrong. If he had done something, I don't think he understood he did something wrong because I think 
he thought he was just there when it happened mm-hmm. versus like the Stephen's was. actually the one that did it. Yeah. And so he didn't actually kill anybody. Stephen did. He didn't kill anyone. Yeah. He didn't rape anyone. He was just there. Uh-huh. Whereas like Steven. because of this like confession that mm-hmm. he's giving, he is given. He's incriminating himself. Yeah. Um. So that's why at the end of his confession he asked if he can go back to school mm-hmm. because he has a test in sixth period um and it, it's like that kind of stuff that makes you think if someone genuinely knew that they did something wrong they wouldn't think that they could go back to school afterwards no. this wasn't the confession of somebody who was very clearly like guilty and knew that they had committed yeah because even people who aren't remorseful know right from wrong yeah. And well, and they know that if you give a confession to the police, you're under arrest. Exactly. Even if you think that what you did wasn't wrong. Or even if the police are making promises mm-hmm. that, oh, you'll be okay, just tell us the truth. He has no um, understanding of admitting to a murder. Yeah. So that's uh, partially, well, that's a, a, a huge problem. Um, and one of the biggest. Uh, benefits for Brendan mm-hmm. Dassey because this confession was I think really coerced whether or yeah. not you think that he did it I think the confession itself was so fucked up yeah and so I mean they badgered him for hours yeah and multiple times and multiple times before that confession he said that he didn't know anything yeah and they let him go until they had more Mm-hmm. quote-unquote evidence yeah it was absolutely coerced and mm-hmm. whether I'd say like whether or not it's true or like whether or not say mm-hmm. like he did do it either mm-hmm. way if the confession is coerced yeah it's still not grounds for someone to spend their life in prison yeah. and it's an un- unethical way to exactly. interrogate somebody mind you they also have zero DNA evidence yeah that, proving that yeah. Brendan was Brendan, anywhere thing, near this the only thing that links Brendan Dassey to the case is this confession is this confession so if his confession is coerced mm-hmm. then they have no case then they have zero case and yeah. he would have to be what's it exonerated right yeah yeah I'll talk a little bit about that okay yeah, you talk to get that? exonerated yeah that's the right word okay good is that what you were asking yes. oh, okay yeah <laughs> you were like yeah I'll talk more about that I was like oh fuck the I word exonerated I already fucked it up <laughs> wait two hour episode on the word exonerated <laughs> <laughs> my life okay so um okay so some of the theories of people who could have done it obviously Brandon Dassey and Stephen Avery that's a theory um other than them Mike Hawback, who is um Teresa's brother i almost said sister there's more <laughs> reason to say that okay As so yeah, Teresa's sister mike <laughs> Teresa's sister mike um he's a spokesperson for the family even though he wasn't that close to Teresa. Teresa had made videos for um her sister saying like how much she loved them and blah 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 and um didn't make one for him which just i think kind of proves that they, he, they weren't, weren't that close actually that close yeah um he did a he did an interview two days after she was reported missing before they even found her body or found the car, which I'm going to get into the discovery of this car. Um, and he was already acting like he, like she was dead. Uh, he said that he was talking, it said that he was talking about how long the grieving process would take, which he said it could take days. It could take months. It could take years. You don't even know if she's dead. Yeah. Come on, dude. Um, if like at that point, say like your sister's missing, wouldn't you be like, we need to find her. Let's all yeah. hope for the best. They, like, they didn't find the car and they did not find her body. They had zero evidence yeah. that she was already yeah. dead. Um, 
so normally you wouldn't talk about the grieving process. Yeah. And it's a weird decision to make, like, especially as a family member, like, not hoping that they're still alive. Exactly. Um, so he was really close to Teresa's ex-boyfriend. Why? Um, that fucking dude. <laughs> uh, when he's doing interviews about his dead sister, he would smile a lot. <laughs> the way I'm sorry, the the way you phrase that when he's doing interviews about his dead sister, I just have to like, I don't like to make sure that people exactly understand that you frame it because yeah. that's exactly what happened. He he was doing interviews. Um, it, and actually, I'll say mostly it was about like um, it was about like the case of Brendan Dassey and Stephen that he was smiling, but it was like talking about like um her memory involved whatever he was smiling in fucking places where you shouldn't be smiling and i have yeah. that awkward laugh at like funerals and shit but not like that homie yeah. you're fucking weird yeah you're talking about like how your sister was brutally murdered <laughs> i don't think i'd be like yeah it's fine <laughs> you'd be like yeah <laughs> we're gonna get those sons of bitches oh <laughs> uh, yeah we got them <laughs> yeah <laughs> we got it no also, I wrote down, I'm telling you, the boyfriend and brother are fucking weird. They are. They are. No, yeah, correct. <laughs> I'm with you. I was writing this, like, when I was on melatonin, and so I feel like I just wrote weird shit down. <laughs> <laughs> My dreams get really weird when I take melatonin. Anyways. That's fair. Okay, so let's talk about the, the weird ex-boyfriend. I can't remember his name, but I know you'll get into it. He, he's massive in the second what season. Is his, yeah, he is. I'm trying to remember his fucking Thank name, too. Thank you for always looking always fact-checking me because I need this. Because I'll like write everyone down... gets to hear my clicks. I'll write down, um... My, uh... Can you also look up her ex-roommate's name? Yeah. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Hillegoss. Yeah. Yes. And her roommate. Yeah. I'll look up his name. Because we should know. I just keep referring to them as, like, her roommate. Wait, Ryan Hillegoss and... Scott? Uh... It's a Scott? Maybe. Yeah. Click that one and I'll probably tell you. This one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can start talking about it. Oh, yeah. Fuck. What am I doing? I'm <laughs> doing this whole podcast thing. I got so interested in the name. We're just sitting silently looking. <laughs> That's what we really, really do need to edit this shit. Yeah, well, we're going to, but not this one. But not this one. No, we're just going to upload this shit. Okay, so the weird ex. Okay, so he led the search party even though they were no longer together and no longer close. She did not want to have contact with him anymore. Um, That's also brought up a lot Mm -hmm. in the second um, season. Oh, that guy's fucking snake. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He's a piece of shit. A picture of him just came up and I got pissed. Um, Okay, so he gave the cousin of um, the one that found the RAV4 the car mm-hmm. um he gave only her a camera sorry to interrupt was, scott blodorn scott blodorn that's it that guy that's her roommate okay and they were roommates oh my god they were roommates <laughs> um if you've never seen vine then you don't fucking get it yeah if you've um, never seen vine unsubscribe <laughs> unsubscribe just kidding please stay no stay 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 okay so anyways he gave the cousin um a, a camera to record um in the salvage yard. In the, she also was the only one allowed into the salvage yard. Yeah. Um, well, it's private property. It's private fucking property. You're not allowed on there. And also, um, she found the car after... It was in, like, the fourth row that she had searched. Which, if we... Maybe I'll put up, like, an aerial view of the post. 
Yeah. This salvage yard is literally massive, and she just so happens yeah. to find it. In like, immediately. Row. Yeah. Listen, honey, I'm sorry, but that's some... Honey. Honey, that's some fucked up shit. Uh, that's some bullshit. So then, she calls the police because she thinks that she finds it, and... She tells the police, is this her car? And they're like, we can't confirm or deny. Can you please give us a license plate? Can you please tell us where you are? Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 whatever. She's like, no, just tell me if this is the car. And they're like, what the fuck? Who's demanding this? Why wouldn't you say, I'm on the Avery salvage yard? Yeah. This is the plate number. I think I found the car. She, She literally said, I think I found the car. Is this her car? And they said, well, we don't know. Like, we haven't found it. Please don't touch anything. She touches the car. Oh, my God. All this fucking... That is why... not touch evidence. Yeah, that is why you have a search party that is not on top of a fucking crime scene. Yeah. You dumb bitch. And if you have a search party, it is literally just... What is it called? Law enforcement. You don't have fucking random ass people. Yeah, I mean, not on private property. Not, Not just private property, but... The place, the, crime scene. the actual crime scene, where you yeah. think that the crime was committed. Yeah. You're like, no, nah, let him walk around. No, let him figure let it him out. Let him touch it. Yeah. Welcome to John Benet Ramsey 2.0. Oh, yeah. This was after. I was wondering, like, this was before. Which also, remember how we were talking about Ed Edwards for um, yeah. John Benet Ramsey? A lot of people think that Ed Edwards also killed Teresa Halbach. Well, he's that guy's all over, huh? Which would make sense why so many things were so fucked up. He is really a man of opportunity. And Edward's got her. They, there's a lot of, um, in Making a Murderer, there's a lot of, uh, not a lot, actually. I think it's only, like, a couple scenes, but a couple too many, um, of a guy who looks just like Ed Edwards yeah. in the background of a lot of the um, oh my trial God. scenes, which, yeah. you know. Okay, so also speaking on top of, um, speaking on the ex-boyfriend, it's also very common for a murderer or someone who's involved in a crime to try to get really close mm. to the crime to insert themselves to insert in the themselves case. in We're the case a little bit a little bit yeah just because um they get to keep a closer eye on what happens well and it, they'd be like well no one would suspect me i'm trying to find her exactly so um which is uh, not fucking true not today ryan yeah not today ryan you're fucking loser you piece of shit okay <laughs> i'm just mad at everyone oh i really hate ryan a lot ryan's like <laughs> he he is like a skeezy looking dude and he's just the worst i just fucking hate him <sighs> he okay so when i first watched making a murderer i obviously did not think that Stephen avery and brandon dassey had anything to do with it i very strongly and still pretty strongly think that it could have been the brother and the boyfriend yeah i don't know exactly what the motive is yet mm-hmm. for killing her however I'm just going to spoil it. Ryan still doesn't have an alibi for where he was. Yeah. Let's throw that out there. Sorry. I know that's in season two, but I can't get oh, over I, it. I, hadn't, I wasn't going to talk about it that much. Oh, wow. Yeah. He still doesn't have an alibi, which is, um, why? Yeah. And they didn't interview him. No, oh, sorry. They did not he, interview him. Okay. A woman is murdered and her ex-boyfriend is not someone you interview. It makes Women absolutely are- no sense. The most because like, they the were, most threatening thing to a woman is like a man that she was involved with. Yes. Like that is what so many murders are that you wouldn't think like, mm-hmm. let's talk to her ex-boyfriend. I definitely think that Or Ryan, her fucking roommate. Yeah. They uh I don't think that they I think they might have interviewed him. He wasn't like I No, he wasn't he like wasn't interrogated. interest. No, he like they got an alibi. I don't think they're just no. like Is Correct. she dead? And he was like, I don't know, you tell me. And that no, was I think it was super weird. 
Um, he's a weird dude. I think Ryan is um, a sociopath or a psychopath. Like, yeah, hard to tell right now, but keep you updated. We'll keep you updated. That's what Shane Dawson should do his next series on. Ryan Hitler, yes. Mm-hmm. I'd it, watch it. It's really interesting. Um, so anyway, another, this is one of the, okay, so they found the RAV4. Basically, there was blood found in the RAV4 that belonged to Stephen Avery, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of the biggest theories of why, Mani- of the fact that Manitowoc County was trying to frame Stephen Avery. So basically, there was a vial of blood that was taken um, from the taken for DNA um, from his previous case where he was in prison for 18 years of a wrongful conviction, right? That's where they get the this vial of blood from yeah. Stephen Avery. Um, it's in the county's position. Because the blood is going to be sitting there for a very long time, um, they put EDTA, um, which stands for something long, and is also like, <laughs> Like something that takes something out of blood. It's like it takes yeah. protein or iron or something out of blood, um, which makes it not coagulate. Coagulate? Yeah. Yeah, you got that. There we go. <laughs> Look at me. I learned words. You done it. I done it. Congratulations. You done it. <laughs> That's my life. Okay. Um, so Stephen's lawyers requested to have um, the vial of blood sent to their um, – sent to them so that they could test it for – EDTA and to also see if basically their whole theory was if the vial of blood has EDTA, they thought that, how do I fucking word this? Okay. They thought that Manitowoc County took blood from this vial that they had already uh-huh. of Stephen Avery's blood and planted it and planted it in the RAV4. And that's how they were able to get blood planted. Mm-hmm into the car. Yeah. There was also a hole at the top of the vial um, that looked like it could have been taken out from, like, a needle. Yeah. So, it was um, very suspicious. I... Yeah. um, And still fucking is. The problem is that they tested the... um, They tested the blood in the vial, and that has EDTA EDTA in it. That tested positive for EDTA. Obviously. They knew that they put it in there. For a good reason. Mm -hmm. And then they tested the blood that they found at the crime scene. And if that had EDTA in it, then that would have proven that... It was planted. It was planted versus it just coming... Because if blood just comes straight off of you, um, it's not going to have EDTA in it. it's not. Okay. It doesn't need to be preserved for anything, so... Exactly. Okay, so here's the fucking problem with it. Um, There's Mark Lebo who was the expert witness and tested the blood found in the RAV4 and stated that I did not detect that he did not detect any EDTA stating that he believes it came directly from Steven's finger. This is a problem because mm-hmm. when you do these types of tests, there's a, te- there's um, a limit of detection. So say that like this vial had um, four milligrams in the one, or seven milligrams in a four milliliter vial. Um, if your test can only detect up to, or if your test can't detect EDTA under like a certain amount of milligrams, mm-hmm. then 
it wouldn't be able to tell if it had EDTA in it. So like yeah. obviously at seven milligrams, it's going to be able to tell if it had it. But if your limit of detection is at like two milligrams, anything under two milligrams of EDTA isn't mm-hmm. going to be detected. No. So if well, have, there's also such a small amount of blood exactly. in the four, there's not mm-hmm. enough where you could like, I don't know. The, like, sampling pool was not large enough to be exactly. able to find any EDTA in it with the threshold that they had. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yes, exactly. So they are saying that um, if – if say so say that if the sample doesn't contain at least 50% of EDTA, the test won't detect it. That's just, like, a guess. Like, mm-hmm. if, if something doesn't have at least 50%, it's not going to be detected. It says that a vial of blood will most likely only have about 7 milligrams in a 4-milliliter vial. So if it, if that, if like a sample of that blood was taken and put and smeared on the RAV4, it would have been um, diluted from like being smeared. Yeah. And then as soon as they go to test the blood, they also add a solution. Yeah. Which dilutes it further. Dilutes it further. And so then when they go to test it for EDTA, there's it a, might not show up because yeah, there's, there's so, so little, little EDTA blood. in it. Mm-hmm. there's so little blood and there's there might be so little EDTA in it that it doesn't necessarily mean there wasn't EDTA in the blood mm-hmm. it only means that the test didn't detect it yeah and that the sample size may not have been larger exactly and since there's no more blood in the rat 4 to really detect yeah there's no real way to tell if yeah. it has EDTA in it or not the mm-hmm. only way would be if we have tests that detect EDTA in a lower yeah amount like if the limitation of what is it the limitation of detection is lower yeah does that make sense yeah it does make sense I mean I get it okay I hope you guys get it but basically just because a test didn't detect EDTA in the blood does not mean that there wasn't yeah it wasn't in there it just means that the test couldn't find it okay so then there was DNA on the bullet um yeah okay so the, there was DNA found on a bullet, and it was tested. In a test, there are controls put in place, a positive and a negative control, to make sure that the tests were run correctly. The positive control will have a known substance or quantity that will produce a result that falls within a specific range. The negative will produce no result, a zero. That means nothing is detected at all. Yeah. If something comes up in the negative control, the test is invalid. That doesn't mean the test is negative. That doesn't mean the test is positive. Yeah. It just means it's completely invalid. Something went wrong. It's inconclusive. And you cannot, yeah, you cannot yeah. use it. Um, if the positive control produces a result that is outside of a normal range, it is also invalid. So I don't even know how to It has that. to fall within, like, the positive and the negative mm-hmm. in order to be considered a valid, valid evidence. Yes. yes. Okay, so the person who was doing the DNA test on the bullet accidentally got some of her own DNA in the negative control. So because of this, the test was invalid, not negative, but invalid. She used the entire fucking sample. What's wrong? What is wrong with these people? I'm fucking like, my nobody in Manitowoc County do their fucking job. But here's the, here's the problem. These people are paid by the prosecution. Mm -hmm. So Mike Lebo was paid by the prosecution to testify, to do these tests, to testify, which means that he has... No obligation to really present facts. He can say that there was no EDTA EDTA detected, which to everybody on the jury might mean that there was none in there. Because the prosecution is paying you. Exactly. Same thing with this girl. Prosecution was paying her. 
First of all, I don't know if you've ever... You've seen her talk on this, right? Yeah. She's got the same bitch face that I have 24-7, and it fucking pisses me off. It makes me want to change myself. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's my thing. <laughs> hey, well, that's she's my just, thing. like, you can pissed have off who they ask her questions up there, and she's like, well, I'd like to see you test a bullet. Like, she yeah, it's, ba- it's basically like yeah. she gets super defensive, and it's like, well, you use the entire fucking sample, so now we can't even check So now we work. can't. Yeah, bitch. And she fucked it up in the first place. So, like, I don't know why you're not. The unprofessionalism of everyone makes any question. It's like, insane, right? Not to, like, hate on the entire state of Wisconsin, but, like... I know. Get anyone else. No shit. Okay, so, um, she had to use the entire sample, which means that they couldn't retest, basically, because she fucked up the first test. They couldn't do a second test because mm-hmm. there was nothing to test anymore. Um, she decided to submit a deviation so the test could still be admitted into court instead of considered invalid, which is shitty fucking science. Yeah, bad job. You cannot add your own DNA to something and then say, well, well, there was DNA a de- on it. Well, it was my DNA, but that just means it's a deviation. No, that means that your test is completely invalid. That means you fucked it up. That means that your, your DNA could have completely changed the course of whatever other DNA you found on this bullet. Yeah. So the bullet shouldn't even be, shouldn't have even been admitted into court because no. she put, she didn't put invalid. She put a deviation because she was paid by the fucking prosecution mm-hmm. and she did exactly what Ken Kratz wanted her to do. And the fucking judge let her do it. That's yeah, the shitty no, thing. This is ridiculous. I'm, and this is where the shitty thing comes in for, um, Jerry Buting and Dean String because yeah. they should have this is what Kathleen I think is working on now but they should have tested they tested have done a lot of shit they should have done a lot of shit and they also should have looked into the boyfriend the roommate her father. all of these other people to try to come up with somebody else and also why didn't you look up how EDTA is t- detected in blood yeah. why did you just take their word for it yeah why didn't you there was like a lot of evidence that was, like, omitted from the trial. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just, like, what happens a lot mm-hmm. of the time because the prosecution and the defense go over, like, what evidence, like, mm-hmm. and basically brought in. And they said that they didn't have enough time to go over every single thing. You guys are, like, this is your job. This is, you guys, first of all, have, an, you're two of the top paid defense attorneys in the state of Wisconsin. And you're like, yeah, no, we're just not going to test that bullet. Yeah, you have an entire fucking team that could do this for you. Yeah. A bullet and the blood test that ended up being the two mm-hmm. biggest pieces were not completely tested by the um, defense and also not defended completely. I, I don't think that they no they didn't call enough expert witnesses um, to no. figure this out. And well, and if problem. you're on the jury and you're being given these things as facts, not knowing how EDTA works exactly. when, it's sampled, when it's sampled in blood, not knowing how a yes. DNA test on a bullet is supposed to work and that this lady just got her own DNA all over it. Yeah. Like, what'd you do, fucking sneeze? Like, I don't want to even happen. Um, I don't know. I was thinking the same thing because it doesn't tell you how she got her DNA into it. And so I'm like... This woman sneezed on the bullet. She must have sneezed or something on it. This woman was just rubbing her hair all over it. <laughs> like, she put it in her mouth. Like, yeah, I'm really confused because she kind of looks like she would be like a pageant mom so I'm like confused like does she not look like it? No she does I'm connecting this back to JonBenet Ramsey Cassie Ramsey was the person who um, tested the bullet (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah no it was that her name did I get her name right or wrong? Patsy? yeah yeah you got it right oh thank god it would have been I would have looked so dumb if I had (laughs) it 
<laughs> yeah, no, you got it right. Yeah. Um, it, there's just, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's also things that I left out that obviously like, we just didn't have time to go over. Like I said, it was 10 hours of. Yeah. Absolutely watch the documentary. Get as angry about it as we are. Yeah. Um, you have to. Yeah, next episode's going to be me getting angry about season two. Both of us getting angry, but mostly you'll be leading. I'll be anger. talking, and we'll both be angry. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Uh, thanks for tuning back in. Do we have anything else to say? I, no. Yeah, this is it. Okay, this uh, is it. Come back next week. For come back next the week. Second one. It'll be the last run of the year. Mm-hmm. Shout out to 2018 for being the year we started the podcast. Oh, I kind of love that. Yeah. 2018 was a good year. It was all shit, but also good. You know, it, I wouldn't say it was a good year. I'd say some good things happened like this. That's true. Carlin got all A's this semester, so everybody just... I'm, I'm proud of myself. I did it. Go give her a round of applause. Please. Um, I need that sweet, sweet validation. I validate you. No, you do. You absolutely <laughs> do. <laughs> I don't need that sweet, sweet validation. I get, I get it so much it from, from other, Kaylee. Thank you. I need that, it. Like, I need it. <laughs> I need to know that I was doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, tune back in next week. Intro mm-hmm. after song is Video Vampire by Vanishes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 10 out of 10. Um, yeah. Anything else? Follow us on Instagram at trying our best podcast. Mm-hmm. Twitter. Twitter. Same thing. I don't post on Twitter. I'm so fucking sorry. I literally don't understand You need to Twitter. make it so everything you post on Instagram also posts on Twitter because that's a thing that you could do. I Do you think I understand how to do that? I can show you how. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in charge of social media when I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I just needed to be in charge of something. (laughs) Carlin's in charge of everything else, so. Oh, yeah, all the editing that we do, which is none. I just hit record. That's true, but you do such a good job. (laughs) Because, you know, I would never do it. Okay, we'll see. We'll see you next week. Bye.